Let's talk about the importance of faith and let's understand the difference between what is faith and what is an illusion. See, when you're on the side of faith, you're on the side of God. See, God says in his word that faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence is not seen. You can't see what you hope for, but you still have a hope that one day you will see it. Putting that in God is a sure thing because he says anything you ask in his name, you shall receive it. Now it's according to his will, right? But if you are believing in an illusion, that's the side of the enemy. See, faith in, in God's world, it's faith. In Satan's world, it's the illusion. He wants you to put your faith in the illusion that whatever it is that he said, that you will receive it. Now, as we know, the enemy likes to try to copy God. But the difference is that when he copies uh, God, he copies him in an evil way, very dark way. Um, and it's very important to know the difference so that we don't get caught up. It's good to exercise our discernment so we don't get caught up into thinking that faith and illusion are the same thing. Never underestimate the power of faith. We have to put our faith in God. It also allows us to put our trust in God because see, God has never failed us. He's never said one thing and done another. In fact, everything that God has said, he has done. And so we can trust that whatever God says, that is what it is. As a matter of fact, he even says that in his own word, you know, he even tells you to, t to test him in what he says. He knows that he is a God of truth. His name is truth, you know. But we also understand that on the flip side or the duality of that, you have the enemy. Now, the enemy is the king of liars. He'll tell you one thing and it's another. He'll tell you he, you got his word and he will not come through. But the reason why he will not come through is because he can't come through. What he does is who he is. He lies because he is a liar. He paints a picture because he's he's an artist of illusionment. Give you an example. I may want you to believe that you are on a beach. I could say, listen here, right now, you're on a beach. And the wind is blowing. The waves are blowing, making beautiful sounds. And you're swinging in a Heimlich between two palm trees. And you are just closing your eyes and relaxing right now. That is where you are, right? I've just painted this illustration for you that if you close your eyes and you imagine it, you go right there, right? But in actuality, if I'm just giving you an illusion, I want you to believe that you are somewhere so that I can have you wait for something, wait for a specific timing for something that I have plotted to take place. I have to take your mind from where it is to where I need you to think that you are going. Okay. But in actuality, where you actually are sitting is in a basement. It's dark with no light and it's wet and uncomfortable and stinky. <laughs> and, and it's dry. There's no wind. So if you were to counteract and say, well, it looks to me as if I'm just sitting inside of a dry place and there's no wind and it's wet and it's dry and it's dark. And if I were 
acting as the enemy and I have something plotted for something down the line, I'm going to be like, no, you're crazy. You know, don't, why are you thinking that that's where you are? See, you you don't have any, you don't, I'm going to, I'm going to use the word faith. You don't have any faith that where you really are is not where you think you are. You are, you know, you're being gaslighted. You know, you're being treated in such a way where I'm going to make you think that what, what your reality, you're crazy. You, you don't understand that. I'm trying to tell you where you are. You need to be where I'm telling you you are, not where you actually are. So you need to have faith. See, that is wrong. That's wrong. See, God never, never, um, God never, uh, erases or try to erase from your memory the truth of where you stand presently but he will tell you not to focus on your present circumstances but to put your focus on having faith in God because you know that he will come through Um, and so you may be in a particular circumstance or situation but your faith is your currency in the kingdom of God so your faith says that God will come through and he does what the enemy wants you to do is make you think that you are somewhere that you actually are not and there's no intention of bringing you through because again he's a liar so he's lying to you to make you believe in a false narrative that will never come true you will always be sitting in that dark basement you will always be sitting there and the only thing that you will have is the illusion of where you think you will be going, but you're not. It's a plot to destroy you. It's a plot to take you down. And it is a plot to have you stuck in a mindset that is not the truth. And nine times out of ten, not even where God is taking you. If he can get you to be unfocused on what's really going on, then... He can make you think anything and lie in wait and be stuck in a place of where you think you're going. But God may not even be taking you there. And so know the difference between the illusion and having faith. If I'm giving you an illusion, that means I want you to believe in something that's not real. I want you to believe in something that... um, seems one way but it's another way i want you to see an ending that will never happen i want you to be stuck where you are and never see or taste the fruits of what i want you to believe that you will taste i want you to always be stuck in your imagination I want you to always be stuck in what you believe so that I can now continue to have the control over where you actually are, which is to stop you from getting to where God is actually going to take you if you operate in faith. Faith can take you places because, again, it is the currency of the kingdom. We offer God our faith and he shows up like never before. We offer God our faith. And he turns our situations around. We offer God our faith is an exchange. We give him faith in exchange of where we're going. But see, the difference is you are going to go there. 
You might be sitting inside of a place and you say, God, I believe that this time next year, I'm going to be somewhere else doing the things of God. I believe I'm going to do this and that and the other. I believe in you. With faith, we believe that we trust in God, that we're not going to be where we were this time next year. Out of this mindset, broken from the bondages of sin or whatever the case may be, it could be that we would have a new job or be free from our illnesses or, you know, um, be debt free or, you know, God will uh, uh, provide something that we need that otherwise we could not get ourselves we have the faith to know that God will do it. God does not give us an illusion. He actually gives you the reality of your future. And he wants you to have faith in where you will be. Not so that you can stay stuck and remain where you are, but only dwell on the imagination of what could be that never will. That's an illusion. But see, when God gives you something, he gives you, he gives you something and he, he shows you something and he wants you to put your mind on things that are eternal because everything he gives you has an eternal value to it. He's going to show you where he wants you to be. If you see yourself and he knows that he has called you into, I don't know, let's just say, you know, to be an author a great author and you author books and you, you publish them and, and God uses that to form wealth around your life, right? Okay, he's going to show you that and he's going to say, think on those things. Think on the great things and where I'm taking you. See, I'm not telling you to think on something just to keep you stuck in a mindset that you're going to have something that you do not have. That's an illusion. But I'm going to give you something and I'm going to show you something that is actually your future, is actually what I have for you. But the currency that I require of you is your faith. I need you to have faith that what you see is what you're going to have. Okay. So do you see the difference here? When the enemy wants you to have so-called faith, which is really illusionment into what you will have, it's not really what you're going to have because that's not the will of God. He's going to show you something that's not God's will and tell you to believe in that. He's going to tell you, Hey, you know, see yourself here and there and concentrate on this illusion, but I'm going to call it faith. Put your faith in the thing that you will never receive. Mm. But God is saying, put your faith in me and your trust in me. Don't put your faith in a thing. Don't put your faith in where you're going, but put your faith in me and I will be the driving force to take you to where I've shown you that you will go according to my will and purpose and plan for your life. Be careful not to fall into the trap of illusionment. And call it faith. Let us use discernment in this time to know that there's a difference between illusions that we have when we think about certain things and the enemy may want you to think that you are, maybe even think that you are actually where you need to be when you may not be. Um, and then there's God when he has faith and he shows you where he's taking you and what he's going to do with you. He may show you in part, but nonetheless, he shows you and he tells you to have faith that he's going to be the one that takes you there. And he actually has this plan. Remember, Satan plots. God plans. Satan plots. But God, he plans. 
We have to understand the will of God. The will of God is that no man should perish. But he also sent his son. And his son came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. It doesn't mean we won't hit bumps in the road or go through certain things, but he promises to get us through them. Now, when you're dealing with the enemy, um, whatever ideology he may give you, whatever illusion he paints for you, understand that with God, when God is doing a thing, he says, I'm going to be with you. I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. I'm going to go there with you. We're going to go together on this journey. But when you're dealing with the enemy, he'll paint an illusion of what he has to come for you. But he's the opposite. He's not going to come with you. He's not going to go through it with you. He's not going to withstand with you. He is going to leave you because his whole purpose is to paint the picture of what he wants you to believe that is actually a false narrative so that you can be stuck and he can put you in bondage. And all the things that you will go through during that time, based on what you chose to believe and accept and permit, would be what he's throwing at you because his will for your life is to kill, steal, and destroy. And so you have one that works in illusionment, and then you have one that works in faith and trust. But that faith and trust is actually going to take you there. But that illusionment is not meant to take you there. It's meant to leave you stuck. That is the reason why if it was anybody in your life or any person, any group, any place that you've gone and you you realize that this was actually something from the enemy, again, the enemy will leave you stuck. The enemy will leave you in a mindset of um, turmoil or hurt or pain or whatever it is, he's going to leave you as soon as it gets rough. He's not going to withstand with you. He's not going to stick it out with you. But God, he promises that he's going to go through the fire with you. He's going to go through the flood with you. He's going to get you through it. He even said that many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of of them all. So that lets you know that God says, I'm with you even into the end of all time. We all have our bouts with God. We go back and forth with the Lord sometimes. And yeah, we have our moments with the Lord. But one of the main characteristics of God is that he never leaves your side. And he's always there. And even if you left God's side and you came back to God, he's back. He's there. You know, but when it comes to the enemy, the enemy will, the enemy rejoices at your downfall. He finds pleasure in seeing you going through certain things in your life that causes you to fall because he wants to see you fall. And so when you get to a place where you reach out to the enemy, so to speak, and you think it's something good, that enemy will not help you. That enemy will leave you laying in your mess. That enemy will not turn their face towards you, pick you up and walk you through or help you through the way. No, because the enemy is all about his own agenda. He's about his own plot. He's about his own plan. The enemy is prideful and boastful and selfish and all about himself. But 
when you think about God, God is all about the other person. He's all about generations to come. He's all about everyone else. There's no selfishness in God. Everything that God does has something to do with someone else. You go through for someone else. He tells you, um, one, uh, Cain asked, am I my brother's keeper? Why? Because God was asking about his brother, whose blood seemed to be crying out from, from the ground <laughs> at the time. So even though when, when you're a real, true person of God, you're not ever going to just be all about yourself. See, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Now, the things that will be added unto you isn't just material. You'll have peace of mind, joy, love, happiness, and all that. When you're working for God, it's not about you. See, God already knows what you stand in need of. That is the reason why you shall not lack. That is the reason why even though the birds are We should be thinking that if God will feed the birds, but yet we're more important to him than the birds, how much more will he do for us? That means we don't have to worry about what we're going to eat, where we're going to lay, what we're going, how we're going to dress, you know, what what we're going to wear. We're not going to be worried about any of that because he supplies those things. So there's no need to be selfish. There's no need to only consider ourselves First, because the Bible says we should love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, body, soul, and strength. So the only thing we're really putting first is God. Because as we put God first, that is how we love ourselves. If we're not putting God first in our life, we are not loving ourselves. If we're not loving God in the way that he expects us to, we are not loving ourselves. Now, there's a difference between being taken advantage of. God won't allow for that. You know what I mean? But you have to use discernment in all things. That's why he gives you discernment. See, God gives us everything to help us along the way in our journey. You know what I mean? That's the difference. Now, with the enemy, he's not going to give you anything (laughs) but a hard time. (laughs) Because his whole purpose is to make you fall for the illusion of what you want. To make you think that you will get what you want. You just have to keep imagining it. You have to keep imagining it. Which is not faith. Faith is not just the imagining of what you want. Because there's a there's a lack of hope. The enemy will present something to you. But he has no intention of giving it to you. He's only presenting it to you so that he can get from you what he wants. Whatever it is he wants. And as soon as he gets what he wants, he's out of there. He bails. He's gone. And everything that you're left with is just the promises that he made when he came to you. You're just left with the imagination of what he said he'd give to you. You're just left with that imagination. Robbed beaten, bludgeoned, whatever the case may be, whatever state you're left in, that's where you're left. But see, God doesn't do you like that. He doesn't leave you shipwrecked. No, see, God goes through the storms. He goes through the rain. He goes through your sickness with you. He goes through everything with you. And that is the reason why you're never alone. You're never alone. You're never alone. The only thing he asks is that you have faith in him, trust in him. Believe in him. 
what he shows you, that's where he's taking you. What he says that you can have, that's what you can have. He's not trying to present something to you to take it back from you. God is not an Indian giver. But one thing he will do is if he gives you anything and you mishandle that which he gives you, he will not allow for it to continue to be mishandled. You know, and so at the end of the day, it's very important to know the difference between what is an illusion and what is really operating in faith. What God is going to give you is yours. What God is going to give you is not something given and taken. It's something given and received and had by your faith. Let us pray. Lord and Heavenly Father, we give you the praise. We give you the glory and the honor on this very first day of January, the 2023rd year. Hallelujah. And I just pray over the people who hear this message and those who maybe even don't, that I even come in contact with, that you help them to know the difference and be able to discern the difference between what is an illusion and what is what is the illusion that the enemy wants them to believe and the faith that God wants us to have. Help us to know the difference between hope and an imagination, oh God. Help anyone who's listening to this understand that God is there. They're never alone. God will walk you through everything in your life. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's always there. And even if you turn your back and you come back, he's always there. Oh, Lord, give everybody the strength to understand and know, oh, God, that though we go through the fire and the floods and the different things in life, God is always in the midst. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Man or woman of God, whoever is listening, know that you're never left. But if you ever find yourself in a predicament where you are left, you understand what it was. And it's okay that wherever you find yourself at, do not ever think that God will leave you there. Even if the enemy came into your life and left you in a circumstance, left you in a predicament, you're still not left because see, God said he will never leave you nor forsake you. 5,000 people may leave your side, but God is always standing by your side. And there's nothing and no one greater that you would need than God. Please understand that a lot of times the enemy tries to bury you really deep. But you must understand that the deeper you are buried, the higher you're going to spring forth. The deeper you are buried, the higher God intends to spring you forth. So turn your mind and your heart to God. Turn your mind and your heart to Jesus. Turn your mind and your heart to your salvation and understand that you are still a king. You are still a queen in the kingdom, a citizen of the kingdom of God. Turn your mind to God. Allow him to take you from where you are to where he has shown you that you are going. And if you haven't seen where you're going, pray to God Almighty and say, Lord, show me where I'm going. Lord, show the people where they're going. Show all of us where you intend to take us, oh God. Break every illusion off the people's minds. Break every false thing sent to present something that's not legitimate. Take that away and instead put our hearts and our minds on those things that are eternal so that we can walk in the newness of life that you have for us, even as we're on our journey there, Lord. 
Lord, we bless you and we thank you for everything and all that you have done. And we thank you for your presence because your presence is needed, especially in the times of the people that are your saints, those who are of us who are kingdom citizens, oh God, so that we can do your work, oh Lord. We bless you and we thank you. And we give your name the praise and we give your name the glory and we give your name the honor. Let us be filled with more of your discernment in this time as the spirit of deception is out among the land in ways that are very, very deep. But we trust, O oh God, that the knowledge and the understanding and the power that you will give us by your spirit and your way shall set us free even before we can see anything set before us that we will know better than to go into the traps of the enemy, but to see it even as it is, as it is coming. In Jesus' name, we pray and we thank you. Amen.